Hey guys, uh, this is Ian. And this is Joseph. And we're here back again with the tea. Welcome party. to the Austin Tea Party. Woo! Uh, we actually have tea this time? Yeah, I have coffee, actually. Oh, uh, yeah, Joseph broke the rules. Sorry. Uh, we also have a very special guest here, Mr. Joel Sam. Hey, glad to be here. So he's uh, glad to be here. Yeah, he's yeah he's glad to be here. He actually has been pushing... I'm still playing this ukulele. He's yeah, we're pushing we get to. A dude, you're very musically talented. Very, very creative. <laughs> Just strumming over here. Uh, yeah, we are having Joel on the show. I've known Joel. We both have known Joel for a while now. Yeah. We went to college with Joel. And I think one of the things that you can say about Joel is he is a very deep thinker. Um, and we really are blessed by like the conversations that we have with him. So. Yeah, we're excited to have him on, and we were, he was in town for a birthday party that we threw last, not a birthday party, a uh, Christmas party. <laughs> we birthday threw. wasn't. Jesus. Jesus' birthday. Yeah, Jesus. yeah. Classic. Dude, that was, that was a joke for all of you. Um, yeah, so he was in town, and we were doing the show. It's over my so, head. Yeah. Highbrow humor. Um, but yeah, we, I think we were talking about um, having the top, or talking about what dream jobs and something about that. But Joel, do you want to, yeah, just kind of set us up? Like, what are we going to talk about? Yeah. Well, first of all, I just want to say that this tea is one of the most unique teas I've had. It's mm. a green tea drinking? with passion fruit matcha, mm. which is a lot of, I don't know, maybe I'm just like uh, one of those culturally appropriating Westerners, but I like probably. Yeah, those are like, probably true. Probably those true. are like my top three uh, Asian flavors. Hmm. I guess. All right. so, what about like fan? sweet and sour? Where does that fall in the, um, <laughs> the Asian I flavors? Like that was invented in California. So, uh, well, you know, <laughs> do you just like put a Jolly Rancher in, <laughs> yeah. in like the in the tea? Yeah. yeah, I don't think they have that there. Um, but yeah, so I, uh, for some context, I am an engineer, and I work mainly developing technology for the government. Um, and I became an engineer because I really liked math and science in school. But recently, I've been realizing that I'm much more of a people person. Hmm. And it's interesting. I've uh, <laughs> yeah, I learned that really it's late in life. You say that. <laughs> so I'm wondering, like, man, is engineering even like the right job for me? Mm, interesting. That is um, interesting. Because <laughs> yeah, uh, unlike what I <laughs> what you said before, which I was pretending to say was interesting. <laughs> this is actually interesting. Uh, good idea. <laughs> no, no, no. So go ahead. You're yeah, yeah. So you know, I'm wondering like, what is the dream job? Because I do like engineering, but I also like people, and I I just like don't know like how how much do I? And I like my job okay. like being there. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, how do you? How much do you need to like a job to be in it? Um, and then I know Ian and Joseph, y'all have jobs. Have, have jobs. Yep. Great. Step one. For the record, mm -hmm. we have jobs. Uh, just <laughs> this isn't like forever uh, <laughs> <laughs> help. But also, you know, everybody's different in how much they like their job and like how they define their dream job. Yeah. For example, I am not much of a dreamer. I just kind of like do the best thing that's in front of me at any given moment. Okay. And I'm like, I don't really, I don't really <clears throat> daydream or think about like, oh, that'd be so awesome if one day I could do this. But mm -hmm. I don't really know. It's like a greedy algorithm. Are you familiar with the greedy, greedy algorithms? Uh, no. I okay, don't. Well, that's fine. Yeah. But I believe you. That's, that's okay. That's a yeah, thing. it's a computer yeah, science. It's thing. relevant. Yeah, we'll get into that later. Okay, so you you're kind of approaching 
just the topic of what is a dream job. You're thinking about a dream job right now. Like you kind of have or like you're processing what's next or what could be yeah. down the road. Well, for me, what's yeah. ideal? I think my biggest struggle is I don't have a dream job. Okay. I just kind of do the best job that's in front of me that feels available. Oh, okay. But gotcha. I know that other people, um, hmm. ha- there's this idea, American dream. Yeah, like we, yeah. we have like this thing that we're like, hey, this is what I want to do. I'm going to work. I'm going to go to school or is train. That, is that the American dream? dream? It can be. It well, used to be. it's part of it. Yeah. I thought the American dream is more like success, like monetary and like material success, not necessarily like oh, not not, not a like fulfillment job. Yeah. It was more like this is this is what I've created from nothing. Well, maybe that dream job would just be anything that made you a lot of money. Then. I think it's evolved. I yeah. think our generation is less concerned with monetary success and more concerned with purpose. I, I would agree with that. I think we've even talked about that in our yeah. in some of our earlier podcasts um, and offline talk conversations, mm-hmm. but we like, don't have a lot of that. <laughs> we've had some. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, I do agree. I think our parents, for whatever reason, like maybe it was the like World War II generation, like kind of sacrificed a lot. And so the second generation after that, or their kids were pushed to like, make or make use and like take advantage of that sacrifice and really go and get success and go to college and like pursue education and you're like very high achieving generation. I think the kids from that generation, which I think are us, I don't think have that drive or there's not that being, mm-hmm. that's not being preached anymore. So do you think that's like a backlash from uh, the generation? The I bo- do the boomers think, as they're called. Yeah. The boomers. Um, <laughs> I don't know how to, I mean, backlash seems negative. I don't think it's, I I think it's a, a, what is it? What do they call it? Like a a natural regression. I think it just kind of moves back and forth between generations. Um, So I think our generation, the mottos I tend to hear are do what you love, like forget the money. Like the question is like, if money was no object, what would you do? Cause I think people are realizing that money is no option. That option. <laughs> yeah, we have all the money in so the world. Rich. We're so rich. We don't know what to do with it. No, we just, I think we've seen our parents. Yeah, I would who've, agree. Who have like bought. <laughs> not specifically our parents. Not, yeah. Like a general. Uh, Mom and dad, if you're here, if you're listening to this, you're going to be very surprised if you're listening <laughs> to this. Um, we don't mean anything negative by this. But the idea of like getting the house and getting the car and kind of this accumulation of stuff i think doesn't appeal as mm-hmm. much anymore i think it ties in we've talked about traveling a lot i think people yeah. value the flexibility yeah. it's like people mm-hmm. aren't buying houses anymore mm-hmm. they're renting well the question is though, like why do you think that came about this is getting a little off topic but like why well it ties into seeing... like the dream like what are our dreams now mm-hmm. yeah but like why do you think the dreams switched oh um i mean i, I don't know i think it's Probably. purpose i think you know, previous generation, the dream was, hey, I'm going to do what it takes to make money to build my, you know, whether it's your family or to buy whatever stuff you want. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas now people are seeing like, oh, there's people who really are burnt out by their jobs or their jobs taken yeah, away right. from their family. Yeah. Right. Right. And, or their jobs pulled in directions that they're not comfortable with and they're losing that sense of purpose. And so yeah. we're like, hey, like I'm okay with taking a pay cut as long as I feel more passionate about what I'm doing. Yeah, I think I think that's the yeah, I think that's an answer to your question was like we've seen what a life of achieving and 
chasing material success looks like as being the kids of that generation. I think we felt probably the insatisfaction or unsatisfaction. Yeah, we've yeah. seen it. We've probably seen the ins- the unsatisfaction and then also felt kind of the, the absence of like a, maybe some intimate parent relationships, mm-hmm. some fun, like maybe even some periods of time where like parents could have taken six months off. Like if, if the mm-hmm. job didn't require them to work that much, they could have traveled more with their kids. I don't know. I've heard some stories of, of parents who were like able to do that mm. um, mainly because they like they took a job as maybe a teacher. So they had summers off. Like they yeah. literally yeah. prioritized the freedom of the summer to build some like life experience with the kids yeah. or something. So mm. yeah, that's uh yeah, I think that's like the answer. I think we've, yeah, we've, come, we've seen how that doesn't actually really fulfill or it just doesn't seem worth it. Mm-hmm. Like at the end of the day, I think people do actually just kind of want to be with the people they love and kind of like chase, I don't know, mm-hmm. like living. I don't know what, like ideally what that looks like, but yeah, that's kind of, what I was, so kind of like transitioning now, what do you guys think? Like, do you think it's worth thinking about your job as like a, having some sort of dream job? Like some people always talk about like a five or 10 year plan mm-hmm. of like, where you want to be in five or 10 years, mm-hmm. you know, as far as your career, like, do you think it's worth trying to come up? Like for you, Joel, do you think it's worth trying to come up with a dream job that you could work towards? Or do you think you just don't have the information or do you think that job like doesn't really exist? Yeah. For me, I have a tendency to only think like one year in advance, mm-hmm. seriously, mm-hmm. Um, just because I know that plans change. And so I don't want to make a plan if I know it's going to fail for if you know it's likely to fail mm-hmm. yeah. um for me i so i've been in grad school where i did research and where i was a ta and i really enjoyed both of those experiences and now i work as a full-time engineer where i do mostly technical engineering but also some management and in all of those my problem is that i like all of it mm-hmm. and when it comes to picking a dream job, I'm like, uh, I think I'd like something where I could do all of that with a, where I'm still working technically, but it's more in a management role or a, um, teaching role or a, uh, strategy role. And so I don't really know what that looks like. Um, one of those is potentially as a, a professor, um, where yeah. I'm teaching engineering or I'm teaching, um, actually when I was in grad school, I taught engineering ethics, which was really mm. cool. Um, and so if I were to go that route, it would involve potentially doing engineering for like 10 or 15 years and then getting a PhD in philosophy and then going down that route. Mm. But that's like really scary and unknown. And my personality is such that I put off planning for that Mm -hmm. and I'm just like, okay, I'm just going to focus on now and hopefully it all falls into place later because I'm scared of investing the mental energy to something that I could fail at. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's kind of my posture towards dream jobs Mm -hmm. where I have kind of loose ideas, Mm -hmm. but if they seem really difficult, I like, Mm -hmm. I don't put too much thought into it, Mm -hmm. but yeah. What about y'all? Do y'all have a dream job? Uh, I don't know that I necessarily have a dream job. I like 
what I do now. And at least for now, I think I'd be happy doing that. I have an idea that I'd like to be a teacher at some point. Mm -hmm. So that I kind of like keep that in the back of my head. Um, and I've done like little things to kind of work up to that to see if I've liked it. Uh, but yeah, I don't think I have this concept of like a dream job just because I think to some degree work is always going to be not my favorite thing to do. Like no matter how much I like work and I like it a lot right now, uh, I think I'm always going, if I'm working 40 hours a week or more, I'm going to not be super happy with that at some point, you know, to some degree. So I think like the, I've never really had this idea of like a dream job, but maybe that's also because the things that I like doing, I feel like I got pretty fortunate in that it, it's like fairly easy to come by a job, not super easy, but I mean, it is like, it's fairly easy for me to do something that I like, which is basically just like programming, problem solving type stuff. And there's a lot of jobs that are out there and they like pay you well enough that you can live pretty, you know, fairly well so yeah kind of like checks all my boxes so maybe i don't know maybe i just have low standards for a dream job i don't know i've just never really looked at it as like oh once i get that job i'll be happy like I, i've never right. had that right uh I, yeah, i've never had that kind of mindset so i don't know i've never really thought about it in in those sense because i <laughs> i know i just take it for granted that any job that i have will be unsatisfying to some degree and annoying sometimes so i don't know i don't know if that's pessimistic but what about you, Joseph? Um, Yusuf? Big J? I think I... So I'm, I'm like the opposite. Hmm. I tend to over-emphasize hmm. the possibility, hmm. put way too much value on yeah. potential job being really satisfying. Um, and I think that's kind of part of my personality is I... I idolize things. I idealize things a lot. Mm -hmm. um, You're a romantic. I am a romantic. Um, with the, like the option of just a romantic boy. Yeah. Fall in love with finance. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You love banks. You love money. Okay. What can I say? We guarantee you're happy. I want more money. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I've never, I, I've always had maybe something what you were saying, Joel, I identify with of kind of, there's like a lot of different threads of things that I would like to do. Um, and a lot of them feel hard, like to achieve in a way, or at least hmm. getting to the point of like in my, in my head, it's, it's like the destiny, like I'm already at the destination of being, for example, like a restaurant owner, Regional manager. Regional manager. Uh, uh, CEO. Assistant to the regional manager. <laughs> In that order. Of yeah. A, of a paper company. Yeah. Yeah, I just really love paper. Um, so in my head, I have these threads of well, what if I did this? Like, what if I opened my own restaurant? Well, that would probably require some management experience. Okay, I need to start probably working in restaurants now. I need to go to school for culinary art. Like in my head, it's like, okay, practically that's like a long road. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of get scared. Or I get turned off. Cause it's like, well, what if that's not it? You know, there's like, well, that's one thread. What if it's, what if I want to be a, a translator for the government or some kind of linguist for the FBI or whatever that looks like. So there's all these different mm -hmm. things, but I put a lot of emphasis on those things over what I'm doing now because 
I'm just like a hopeful person, I guess. Or mm. I just, I'm always, um, I'm, I'm optimistic about like what I'm, what I don't have. Like it has to be better than what I have now. And I think, yeah, I mean, I think there's something to be said for like most jobs I think are going to be in. Yeah. There's going to be job. Every job at some level is not going to satisfy. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's just true. Um, but for me, I hear that. I'm like, well, yes, but there are jobs that are, that are going to satisfy more. Mm-hmm. Like if you're a creative person and you are working a job in finance, <laughs> I'm not saying I'm creative. Just kind of yeah, pulling like random, random examples random here. Sense. You're an engine. Let's say you're, let's say, let's say you're an analytical person. And you're working a job in finance. (laughs) (laughs) So you're like a really good looking person, but you're working a job in finance. No, you're just, you're out of your comfort zone. You're out of your, your giftings and that job is going to be unsatisfying. So it's not wrong Mm -hmm. to go seek out something that you like actually enjoy doing. And you weren't saying that like you, you enjoy what I do, what you do. Yeah. I enjoy what I do. I don't, I don't necessarily, I enjoy that you do what you do. And that I don't do that. <laughs> I enjoy that. I'm part. happy that you are where you're at. Yeah. So I think for me, I, like dream jobs is actually kind of a trigger word because I get really like, I think about that all the time. Um, and I mean, it's very emotional. So I'll even like walk into um, the bathroom. I'll, I'll walk into like a coffee shop and I'm like, oh, I really like the way this is run. I really like the way they set the aesthetics up. And I like the, the brand and I like what they stand for or whatever. And so I like kind of get worked up like, Oh yeah, this is like, this is what I want to do. Like, mm-hmm. and so you kind of like roll with that for a few weeks and then it kind of dies out and you like kind of just go back to your normal job. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm kind of in a phase right now of figuring out um, like what to do with all that stuff, mm-hmm. like what to do with all those threads. Yeah. Um, Wait, so I wrote while you were talking, I don't want to forget these. So I wrote down a couple things that I, was thinking about or a couple questions so do you think that there's only like one job or like do you think there's like an answer to that like you said you're kind of like looking so that implies you're like looking for something do you think there's like a one particular thing that you're looking for or do you think it's a spectrum i mean that might be an uh, i think it's a i think it's a like probably a funnel like i think Mm -hmm. slowly i'm Mm -hmm. trying to narrow down like a direct like a a direction i don't know if there's one thing yeah yeah i think there's more yeah, there's like more of a flow into maybe a, a type of job. So yeah, I think more like as sense. of right now, I recognize I'm pretty young, relatively in, in like my career. And so there's not a lot that I know, like about other jobs. So yeah, I'm like trying to figure out what um, could be different enough to kind of give me a taste of like, oh, this is what I enjoy doing. This is not what I enjoy doing. Mm-hmm. So I whether I think there is one thing. No, I don't think there is one thing. I do think there are jobs that I would enjoy more. Yeah, I think as of right now, that's kind of what I believe, and I'm pretty confident that like there is there are things out there that I would enjoy more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. So, like uh, soulmates, I don't think they exist, but I think some people are easier to be in a relationship than others. In yeah, the same way, some jobs are easier mm-hmm. than others. Yeah, that's a yeah. I mean, it, it is kind of a con. It's a this conversation can be applied to like a lot of things. Just the idea of like, well, I mean, idealization. Yeah. Or what, what, like, can these things actually satisfy? Cause I think sure. we kind of yeah. look at these dream jobs as 
like my purpose, like how my life purpose, um, which I mean, that gets interesting when you kind of throw, I mean, it, yeah, it's just the worldview, like people's religion and worldview yeah. and spirituality, like that's, that ties in all that stuff. So you, you can't just look at like, oh, jobs as the only means of satisfaction. Yeah. You have to kind of talk about it like holistically. Um, There's a guy named Brother Lawrence who wrote a book called oh, yeah. Practicing the Presence Why of God. Does that sound familiar? And he was uh, a monk in a monastery and his job was the dishwasher. Mm. And he just literally washed dishes in a monastery for years. But then he like wrote down these kind of journal entries about his connection with God and his purpose in life. And he was one of the most purpose filled people. Mm -hmm. He found a lot of purpose in what he did and he found a lot of meaning and connection spiritually. And yet he was just like washing dishes. Mm -hmm. Whereas, you know, I feel like I found myself stressing out about like, Oh, like I need to find the perfect thing. I right. want it. Like, I don't know how, what I'm doing, it makes me feel, or if I'm satisfied, it's like, I think it's a matter of perspective. Like, are you willing to acknowledge that the work itself is not going to satisfy? However, your perspective on what you do can offer purpose. And so sometimes I'll like hear a podcast about an engineer that's like doing something that's meaningful in like changing people's lives in a more tangible way, like, you know, creating mm -hmm. uh, this, like a, a really low cost tool or technology that helps people in third world countries or something like that. And I listen to that and like my gut reaction is like, Oh, that'd be so cool. Like I would feel so much purpose doing that. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, maybe I wouldn't, like maybe I'd right. get there and I'd be like, Oh, but there's, I have to deal with all this logistical nonsense and it's really hard and I'm like barely making any money. Right. So I need like another job or, you know, something to supplement. Mm -hmm. And there's always, it's almost like a grass is always greener situation Definitely where can you can be. cultivate dissatisfaction by overthinking mm -hmm. or over dreaming. Yeah. We, we almost talked about that when we listened to that Kanye interview yeah. recently mm -hmm. where he, mm -hmm. after the release of his new, like Jesus is King, Right. Yeah. Cool. Huh? Yeah. Um, We're gonna do a review of that. Like uh, uh, Binge it nonstop for a week. <laughs> of that yeah, album. It is on my top five. You're not too cool. You're not too cool. No, he yeah. talked about the idea, like the idea of people going to school for like, you know, I don't know, uh, engineering <laughs> to to design the new iPhone or Excuse like me. working for these giant companies like Amazon and Apple and. Those companies are serious logic. Serious, serious logic. And he, I don't know, he was kind of calling out people for not doing things that what he thinks like mattered, like mm -hmm. solving these kind of like war, tangible human needs or real, you know, third world country issues. And I feel like that gets kind of built up. Like, Oh, if I'm not doing that, then what I'm like, what I'm doing is crap. And I'm, I don't have an answer cause I'm still kind of thinking about that, but it does seem like it, it feels like it was what you were saying. Like you're like, well, you don't, you hear those things and you're like, Oh, that's what I should do. But I feel like that's a reaction. That's not mm -hmm. really like Absolutely. what you truly want. And so I'm, tr I'm, I'm curious to hear what y'all think about this idea of like what actually matters. I'm the kind of person where if the opportunity were in front of me, I would feel 
like I could do it and I feel the desire to chase it. Mm -hmm. But because I don't have that opportunity right now, like if I really felt passionate about it, I would have to take intentional steps now by myself to head in that direction. But because the opportunity is not there, I'm not the kind of person to be like, Oh, why, why am I the person that makes sense? Yeah. I'm the person that can do what's in front of me. Right. And I tend to skew too far in that direction where I'm too, we're going to step out of that comfort zone enough. Um, but I think there's also a harm in kind of over dreaming and always yeah. trying to like find something new and always feeling constantly dissatisfied. Hmm. So are you kind of asking Joseph, like what should we expect out of a job? Like what, I don't know. Does that, what, what yeah. should we expect out of a job? Like yeah. what can we expect? Probably. Yeah. That's an interesting question. <clears throat> I mean, I feel like to some degree, you kind of have to say, I expect it to help me live. You know, that's like a pretty base thing of like, I want it because we're like, we're pretty far removed from like growing our own food and stuff. But I mean, the work, that's kind of how it started out was like, you would just go farm stuff or hunt stuff or whatever yeah. and it was like, because you have to live. And we still do that. I mean, we essentially a job at its base functionality is just to make money which is our way of make you know getting food and putting food on the table but i think recently in our culture that the idea of quote unquote it pays the bills mm. is really looked down upon yeah because it just it seems shallow and it seems yeah i don't it, know i think <laughs> no i'm just saying like that's yeah, what yeah, i yeah. think people react they're like i don't ever want to say that about my job everyone wants to have this like really cool reason why they do what they do and they feel really satisfied by it. And so we're all like trying to figure that out. And I'm, I'm trying to figure that out. Like I'm even in a community, I think at our, at my church who is good, but it's, it's a very, they're, they challenge, they're challenging the, the group to think about work as a, like, um, like a theme, like what is your theme of your life? Like, what do you kind of want your, your life to be about and like how does work play into that mm -hmm. and i like think about that and i i enjoy thinking about it but i think i overthink it and i kind of interpret it as oh like i need to have some there needs to be this like huge output of human solution and and like human good that comes out of my job and if it's not that then like i'm i'm it's worthless or right. you know and I, in a way hard, in a way honest. like at the root of it i think we were talking about this like I think at the at the my depths of my heart, I really do just kind of want to work a simple job, mm -hmm. like just to kind of go to work and like just have it, like not really yeah, even like a think about it that or much. something. Yeah, <laughs> like a chain gang. Yeah. <laughs> no, there's something simple and like kind of romantic about just being, just like kind of doing your thing and not like not judging people based on what they do. I guess like feeling the freedom to just be, like a you know, like a po like a UPS driver or be mm -hmm. like, do, do the thing. And it's like, it's not that big a deal. I mm -hmm. think I like kind of long for that freedom. That's an interesting thing. Cause you were saying earlier that like people nowadays, they kind of look down on that. But then at the same time, one big trend in our culture right now is that you don't judge people for what they do. And you like, look, you try to look at people holistically, mm -hmm. which one of those do you think wins out? Cause I feel like I see both of those. I, would, I think, well, I'll let you answer. I'll let you guys answer first. But I think the I two options answer. being looking down on simple jobs and not judging. Like somebody just saying, like looking down on someone that says it just pays the bills and then 
Let me, um, let me put it this way. So I was raised in Asian culture mm. and, uh, you know, shout out, uh, represent, but in that culture, like a job is a means to said you're American earlier. Uh, I'm both. Okay. I'm Asian American. That's mm. what it is. That's fair. Uh, in that culture, work is a means to an end. Uh-huh. Like you strategically orient your life to get the job that fits your that somewhat fits your natural skill set, not always, mm-hmm. but that gets has gets enough money to support your family or your your quote unquote real life. Mm-hmm. So the job is a tool to get money to fund your real life. Yeah. And there is an element also in Asian culture of like prestige, like some jobs are more prestigious, mm-hmm. but they're prestigious because they make money. Yeah. But at it's the same time, yeah. there's also a value of risk that's valued. So things like medicine, engineering are <laughs> low risk. You just grind until you get to a place and then you have job security mm-hmm. and income. But jobs that are more risky, say something creative where you could be making no money or you could be making millions, those are seen as risky, and so they're looked down upon. So it's not just about the money. It's a, it's a combination of the money mm. and job security. Mm-hmm. And so as because I was raised with that, I think I internalized some of that, and I thought, okay, engineering has a lot of job security. I'm good at it. I like it. Let me go do it. But now I'm thinking about, okay, what if I weren't an engineer? Like, what would I do? Mm -hmm. A lot of what I'm think about, I automatically shut down because it's risky, because there's low job security or because it would involve a lot of. uh, Hey, um, (laughs) we're going to take a quick break. Um, We'll be back in a second. All right, we're back. And we're back. Um, so for all the viewers, we have a 30 minute <laughs> we have a 30 minute limit on each segment. So I we think, have to they, I think they know by yeah. now. We yeah. could probably cut it to make it seamless, but this is no. not as much fun. Yeah. Literally talk about it every episode. For anybody, yeah. I mean, no, keeps, we we love it. You guys time. love it. Yeah. Dude, give the people the yeah. love. Yeah. Um, you were saying uh, just the prestige aspect of like yeah, there's like the money risk. and job security are like the two primary factors that funnel into Asian culture. So uh, that I feel like I internalized some of that and that influenced how I chose my job and how I think about jobs now. But y'all were saying like, and, and as an example of that, like my mom is a really, really creative person. Mm-hmm. She loves photography. She loves art. She loves creating it and sharing it with people. But she's a nurse. She became a nurse because it was really practical. Mm. And she became a nurse and she never looked back. And now that she's like later in life, she like has all these creative desires that she's like, man, I never fulfilled any of these. Now I really want to do it. Mm-hmm. And so she like, while she's juggling work and family, she also does photography and all these, these side projects. And that's kind of how I naturally live my life as well, where yeah, I do engineering, but I've got all my side projects. And that's what, like, sometimes I feel like that's what really makes me happy is mm-hmm. when I'm uh, playing in my band or when I'm um, recording a podcast. Recording a podcast. Or when I'm, uh, I don't know, just like going out in nature, doing something mm-hmm. outdoorsy or active. Um, like, that's my quote unquote real life. Mm-hmm. 
And I've realized lately, like, I spend 40 hours a week potentially not living my real life. And that's what, that's one of the threads I thought about. And so for me personally, I'm thankful that I'm in an engineering job where I, I don't hate being there. I actually really enjoy it. Yeah. And although some parts are technically challenging and some parts force me to be more introverted than I care to be. Uh, must be nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, uh, I care to be that much. <laughs> That's great. I love it. Yeah. Be, you know, despite that, those challenges, those challenges are in every job. Uh, I'm thankful for it and I'm content with it. But, but there's a part of me that's like, hey, what if I could spend 40 hours a week doing something that really invigorated me, nourished yeah. me, mm-hmm. and suited me really well? And uh, I don't know. Is that possible? I don't know. Can that's we, the question. You know, would, I, would I still – would I enjoy my hobbies if I made them full-time? My, I think, I, uh, I think the answer is question. no. I think if yeah. I try to be a full-time photographer or if I try to go on tour with my band or if I tried to um, just try, try to make, make it in the podcasting world, which definitely isn't oversaturated – um, <laughs> yeah, we're we're gonna make it. This, yeah, this, this is, is going to be full time. We're, we're riding up. this yeah. to the top. Great. <laughs> yeah. I think top. that's a pretty common. Like, even if you ask the common person, like, if you made your hobby your job, the man on the tram, what would happen? What would happen? Yeah. And uh, <laughs> it's like a man on the tram. It's like a term. It, it's a it's, like a, it's a specific tram in in like London. I think I, I don't remember the name of the tram. But yeah, I just okay. learned that term this week. Sorry. <laughs> Wait, but what does it mean? It's it's like if you ask the common man, it's 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 saying the same thing as that. Okay. But there's like if you ask the man on the something tram, that they used to say that, or I think they might still say that. In, tram to Nottingham. No, I don't think it's the tram to Nottingham. I, I would have remembered if it rhymed like I that. Why <laughs> I, well, I thought I was gonna get that on the first try. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I don't. I don't remember it. the name. Wow. That's we could ask our tech to look it up. Yeah, we'll have, we our, have any listeners in the <laughs> UK. We'll have our intern yeah. run the numbers. <laughs> Richard. Yeah, Richard's our intern. Sorry. I lost my train of thought. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> train of thought. Train Common of thought. man. The we people don't yeah, they they don't believe that their hobbies could be their full time. Or at least it seems more common than than the alternative people believe that. I don't know. Do you think that's just your circle or like Maybe it is. Because I I feel like a lot of people in Austin, especially, Mm. do their, I mean, what some people, maybe myself, maybe not, I'll leave that up to interpretation, would call a hobby, try to do that as a real job. Mm. I mean, if you go on Instagram, just like every few months, one of your friends is like selling something all of a sudden. And you're like, oh, uh, I didn't know that was a thing that you could do. Yeah. Which and I mean, sometimes you, they kill it, and sometimes it's like, yeah. oh man, like now, now I feel like my friendship yeah. is being leveraged. <laughs> but that's a whole other conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. triggered. <laughs> but yeah, I think about if I made rock climbing my job, like if I became a full time climber, and I don't even really climb that much, but yeah, insert your thing, and I don't like. I think I would enjoy it more, but I don't think it would be the thing i think i would even like have hobbies on the side of that where you know i probably wish i could spend more time doing that whatever it is like banking like banking. <laughs> yeah <laughs> um i don't know i mean it's hard to say because i haven't it's such a different routine like i wouldn't even know what that's like yeah um, but practically 
Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think just practically, like, I'm not gifted enough to be a world-class climber. So, like... kind of narrows down some options. Yeah. So, there's, like, some selection. Well, so, what do you think that points to, then? Do you think... I mean, is there really a difference between hobbies and jobs? Or is that just, like, a distinction that we make in our head? Do you think it's just you need... Or, like, most people need variety. Obviously, some people don't. Um, but like, do you think it's just most people need variety and we kind of have these things that are more productive than other things. And like, like I would say there are definitely parts of my jobs that I enjoy, like stuff that I do at work, I'll come home and do on like a side project. Like I'll, I'll code not like for work, but like I'll come home and work on a side project that I'm just doing for fun. And it's basically the same thing that I do at work, which is weird. (laughs) Yeah, but, I have, yeah, I, I have that, friends at but... work who like go home and they'll like 3D print a model airplane. Yeah. They'll like design something. I have a friend mm-hmm. who's like coding a game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, making and an app I, right now. I have those conversations with coworkers and I'm like, I can't even think about that. Like when I leave this building, I don't think about engineering until I come back. Mm-hmm. And unless it's unless I'm like writing an article about engineering. Mm-hmm. Um, how much I hate it. <laughs> well, uh, I think I, I don't know if that seems like a, a risky situation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Hopefully ahead. your boss doesn't see well, that. Yeah. Too. Hey, uh, Chris, if you're listening, uh, don't, don't. That's not true. That. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just don't listen. Um, but yeah, it's, I, I leave the office and I'm like, okay, how, what can I do creatively? What can mm-hmm. I do with people? What can I do? That's the opposite of engineering. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'm like, I, that causes me to question, do I like what I do? Right, right. Then it's like, no, I do like what I do. I just have a capacity. I'm the kind of person where I can only do one thing so much. Mm-hmm. And outside of that, I yeah, have to do something else. The variety thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's probably okay. Mm-hmm. To, I mean, we're, I think humans are just really complex. Like there's just not going to be one job that's going to like touch every aspect of right. who you are and like really feel like that reigns it all in mm-hmm. or encapsulates who you are. So I think that's, yeah, I think probably important to remember like, it's a part of who you are. Like it's some of, some of what you're interested in is like scratched, you know, this itch is like scratched by your job mm-hmm. and then it's okay that you leave and you're, you don't want to think about engineering. Like that's probably okay. Yeah. Probably uh, makes you a better engineer in some ways too. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure it does. More well, like so. well-rounded. Yeah. But yeah, we're also, we're also so young in our careers that it's like, who knows, like if taking that engineering experience down the road might, you know, you might be able to transition to like a the creative side of engineering, like a UX designer, you know, some like the front end development side of engineering. Like nice buzzwords. Yeah, well, I live. I'm around a lot of engineers, so. um, <laughs> and UX designers, and UX designers. Those aren't engineers. Uh no. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice try. Yeah, yeah sure. No, but you know what I'm saying. Like, engineer. just the, like, hopefully Sorry, you next. can pivot to something that, like, combines that. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And, and, you know, there's also the situation where it's like, okay, what if I flipped a switch and I became a creative professional where I've got a media company CP. and I'm, you know, recording mm-hmm. weddings and I'm, um, you know, designing graphics and, and just, just have this media empire. I feel like I would miss engineering. And then it's like, yeah. I can't go home and do engineering like well, you just can't I mean, yeah, some you kind of can but some, some ways yeah. yeah yeah 
definitely not uh, building technology for the government on the side. That's true. <laughs> Probably can't do that. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. There's that guy in like the UK who builds like he built his own like Iron Man suit yes. and like he just does that on the okay. side. I think he has his little shed outside and he does stuff like that. I'm trying to remember what else he did. He built like a grappling hook, mm. like the Batman thing that like actually pulls you up and like. He's done a bunch of stuff, like a jetpack and stuff. Hmm. Yeah, he probably does, uh, does banking as his day job. Yeah, so possibilities yeah. are endless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it seems like we've kind of landed on jobs. You can't really expect them to fulfill you completely as a person, right? Is that correct? Completely. Yeah, yeah. that's a good. That's which a good, I mean, uh, that makes sense. Right. I don't think anyone else sort of agreed with that statement coming into this podcast, but still, it's like, it's yeah. But hey, some things are more fulfilling than others. Yeah. That's just, true. Just do a little bit of work and mm -hmm. figure out what works better, what drains you. Of, yeah, a lot of trial and error. If your job's yeah. draining you and you're you're in the position to potentially make a change, then feel free to dream. Why not? Yeah. Joel Sam. Feel free everybody. to dream. Yeah. <laughs> feel free to dream. Yep. Yeah. Oh, uh, I'm follow me on Twitter at, at Joel the Samurai. I'm um, sorry I made that handle when I was in high school. <laughs> So hopefully I can increase my follower count from 11 to 13. Nice. That's, that's like go. my goal for the day. That's me and Ian. We just got to follow him. Yeah. That's yeah. True. Yes. Who can say if that's going to happen? Yeah. It's like I go check Twitter. Nine followers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> By the way, I'm drinking some apple cinnamon tea. Um, I didn't like it at first, but it's kind of growing. I mean, I think it's better when it's cold. I don't know. Better so, when it's cold. It's kind yeah, of I don't know. It's kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's because it's so warm. It's a little bit warm. Yeah. I don't know. It's nice this morning. Yeah. Ian also went on a 13 mile run this morning. So I did. Yeah. So he's training for a half marathon. So we're all, we're all pulling for him. Yeah. Thanks guys. Yeah. Yeah. So if stuff I did said didn't make any sense, that's probably why. <laughs> also, it's a good thing you can't smell me right now. Cause I haven't taken a shower Does that yet. Smell this? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> I smell bad. <laughs> I don't smell good. <laughs> We, man, we really just went into the podcast. I mean, definitely, <laughs> yeah. could. we could have had done this. Anytime I thought you today. said you had to be somewhere. Uh, that's true, uh, and I <laughs> and we're stopping it. Okay, all right. Thanks, guys. Uh, Joel, thanks for being. Yeah, on thanks. The show. Yeah, glad to thanks be here. for coming. Yeah, we'll have to do it again. Um, happy Saturday. Cool.